I'm excited. Me too. (laughs) And as you likely heard, we have a new theme song because uh, we explained this last season, but just in case some of you only found us last season and that's the only theme song you ever heard, um, we try to pick a new theme song every season that either just speaks to me and Ashley, we just love it, or if it kind of gives us the vibe of the show, um, which is kind of hard to do because usually we're not picking it until we've only seen like one episode, if any, when we're picking out theme music to start the new season. Um, But this was a fun tune. We both liked it's a little rockish and yeah, um, fun. So hopefully you guys like it too. (laughs) Um, But anyhow, so if you're hearing this, welcome to Dizzy for Dizzy season yes, three this is season three <laughs> officially where we started yes where we are talking about harrier day sen um mm-hmm. and i'm i'm excited i had i had a lot of fun i watched both episodes yesterday one in the earlier part of the day and then one a little bit later part of the day um and i thought for an, i thought that for an opening episode it was a really it was a really good opening episode like I felt like I got to, like, get to know a little bit of each of the players, um, mm-hmm. or at least the key ones. So I felt like it was a good um, a good structure. But I guess before we get into that, do you have any housekeeping other than we're back? <laughs> I don't believe so. I mean, it's been pretty quiet. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've been on hiatus for a while. Um, I'm happy. We're happy that you guys enjoyed the Love Stories episode. That definitely, yeah. We got some really good submissions for that. So that was a lot of fun to do. Yeah. And it seems like everybody really appreciated it. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little different. And I kind of, I don't know. There's something about hearing people's love stories that is really fun I to agree. me. Yeah. It reminds me of when Harry met Sally and you get to meet all the couples throughout yeah. the movie and kind of their origin stories. Mm-hmm. So kind of being able to do that ourselves was for a second time. It's, it's fun to me and yeah. everybody's has a story. Yeah. Which is really cool. I agree. There was, man, now I'm going to get all my, I don't remember if it was a book I just read or a show I watched, but there was a like whole when Harry met Sally reference in it, and I like super adored it. But now I can't. I want to say it was a book, but now I, I feel like it was a book because I think pro- you text me. Okay, I must have because I said I. I feel like I texted something along the lines of like he when Harry met Sallyed her or something like that, and now mm-hmm. I can't. Now I can't think of it for the life of me. It'll probably pop up when they're when we're in the middle of talking about the episode, but yeah, um, I can't either. That's I. I don't know. Well, yeah, I blew through all those books you told me about, plus the three I told you about. The, the... Okay, so I, okay, yeah. <laughs> so you continued, yes? I did. Or it's a separate series? So, okay, so I finished, <laughs> I finished book three, okay, in okay. the series that you told me. Okay, so there is book three. Well, book three is, Brody. is, yes, with Brody and Grace. Okay, 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 okay. And then there's a book 3.5, <laughs> which was, it's a quick little novella. I didn't really okay. care for it, but it was like a transition into this next series. The so next you could, series. yeah. So it does. Uh, it lays a little bit of groundwork for it. I just wasn't crazy about some of the things that happened in it. Um. Anyways, sure. Um. It it felt a little like gratuitous. Is if that's the mm-hmm. right word. Anyways. Mm-hmm. 
like where I'm like, why is this in here? Like this, mm. this isn't really a transition. This is supposed to be a transition novella so that you kind of have some groundwork laid for the next uh, like spinoff series. And then I read all three books in the last like 48 hours. But they're, they're oh my gosh, they're a trio. So it's like, um, it's, and it's one all couple, three and it's books. One, yes, it's one couple, three books. So each book is like a little over 200 pages, I think. Like when oh, all said and done, bad. not quite three hundred. Um, I so think I mean, the book I'm reading right now is like it's a fantasy book, right? Pages. Exactly. Yes. See, so like it, that's like essentially what I read. Through <laughs> that's essentially what I read was a fantasy novel. Yeah, um, yeah. With those three, yeah. but I might have loved it more than the original no. series. <gasps> <gasps> Except I don't know. Book oh, two. Oh dang it, man! Now I'm gonna have to read it. <laughs> You are, you are, because, oh, and you're going to really have to read the, th- you have to finish this series. Okay, now, where did, them, where did number three lie within all of that? And I'm, I'm, I'm assuming it's exactly what we predicted. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, Very, and, yes, very close to, yes. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and of course, that means big angst. So I know for you, that's going to be probably yeah. jacking it up to the top. It, it did, but you know, I still loved, the second book we're talking about a jt geisinger series you guys sorry we're being that pre- we're being those people right now we're like we're talking so about annoying. this whole series and we're like not saying what it is um it's it's the bad habit series is it what is we're talking about. but i just finished this spin- okay and it's i bonkers though it is so bananas and i was telling kristen i read the first book and i was like for all intents and purposes i should not have liked this book same it same. is bonkers it's got all these tropes that I usually do not like. Yeah, I'm not into the insta thing. But I devoured it. And then immediately. You texted me. The, the second. Well, because throughout the first book, you're getting these little breadcrumbs about who is definitely going to be the next couple. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, mm-hmm. this guy is really mean and grunty. And, and tortured. <laughs> and, and oh, my God. <laughs> and I was like, oh, no. Oh, no. I have to read this next book. And then I was just dying. Yes. Oh, my gosh. So if you're saying that that tree – I mean, here, the, here's the thing. That about, about trio something... and and the second book in the series, so um, AJ and yeah. um, Chloe's book, are like yes. neck and neck for me. I just okay. – I think I what I really love about the trio is that it was a trio. So I got like a 600 well, – over 600-page story of this couple. And, and it's that's got – the thing. And it's got yeah. so many more – it's way more suspense because, I mean, oh. it's, it's Barney. So it's – it's Barney's books. Barney is their okay. driver, and so you know he's oh. got like a he's got like a military yeah, 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 security yeah. type uh, history, and he goes back to that. So it's like a bodyguard, but he's not really a bodyguard romance. Okay, and it's and there's just so many twists and turns. I mean, there's trigger warnings galore for those who need them, but um, and like I it's, think for all it, of yeah, them. yeah, for all of them yeah. really. But this one gets yeah. pretty um, dicey. Um, mm. but of course that just upped all the angst factor for me and like, oh my gosh, I devoured them. Cause I read <laughs> book three after you were like, I know you, Kristen, you're going to want to just dive right into book three. Yeah. Dove into book three of Bad Habit. And then the way that ended, cause you know how in those books, the epilogues kind of are more of like a breadcrumb for the next book than they really yes. are for like the current couple. Yeah. Um, and I was like, 
okay, I need to move on. Like, I need to do this. (laughs) And because it's a trio, they all end on cliffhangers, except for the last one. So of course, when I finish book one, I'm like, holy crap, I need to start book two. And then um, I finished book two, like yesterday morning. And then I started Her Your Day Sin. And then that's when I texted you and I was like, okay, are we double recording tomorrow? Are we recording two episodes? Because I need to know Mm -hmm. if I'm reading later today or if I'm watching Harrier Day Sin. That's so funny. And um, I – or actually, no, I'm sorry. I was not done with book two. I I had stopped in a good spot where I felt like, like, okay, I'm not, like, chomping at the bit. We're in a good place. So then I finished book two last night because I only had, like, an hour and a half left after I watched both episodes – and then it was like two in the morning and I started book three at like two in the morning, of course. Oh, Kristen. And I got like 32% in. It was like 4.30 and I was like, I have to go to bed because my dog's going to wake me up at like seven o'clock, which he for sure did. Um, and I had stuff I had to do this morning anyways. So <laughs> slept two and a half hours, woke up with the dog, got my stuff done, came home, read the last 60%. Oh my gosh. <laughs> and finished so anyways you have to hurry up and do it so anyways um that's been book club corner with Kristen and ashley i know i know um, well i have to finish i have to finish eye of the world because that's the one you're reading with your sisters right i'm reading it with my sisters i do like it it's just a little more difficult sometimes for me personally in fantasy series especially the first one because Mm -hmm. usually it's establishing all of this stuff You're establishing the whole world and you're learning all of this different stuff. And this is also a 14 book series. So, um, (laughs) oh my gosh. Yeah. And like, that's the thing. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. That's probably honestly why I had no problem starting from Blood and Ash when you told me to, because there was only, Mm -hmm. I knew there was only three books versus you and Mallory being on me about Throne of Glass, which is eight books, because I know I know, but you can't think of it that way, Kristen. (laughs) You have to just start Assassin's Blade, and then, and and I'm telling you, it will. I trust you. I really listen. I trust you. You told me to start this bad habit series, and now I you know, flow through I, it faster than this you. Is, this is the trend of our relationship. <laughs> I tell you to watch or to read something, and you push back for a little bit, and then eventually, once you actually do it, then you're like, "Oh my gosh, what I, have I been missing?" I get so obsessed, and then we start a podcast about it. Uh huh. Uh huh. <laughs> So I'm just saying that you need to trust me I do, about Throne I trust, of Glass. I do trust I mean, you. there's all this stuff that I, I want to talk about. I And know. I can't say any of it to you. So I have to just talk to Mallory and, and keep spilling it all to her over and over again. <laughs> Which and I know she loves. I know she, she loves she that does. too. And, and I love it too. I, I do love <laughs> it. But um, yeah. Anyway. I Anyways. haven't. I've been. Yeah. I've been trying to get through Eye of the World. We also have been watching season three of True Detective. Eric and I have, and that's I've really never watched that. good. What's season it on? one is excellent. Where do you watch um, it? HBO Max. Oh, okay. We watched season one years ago, mm-hmm. um, and it was like, wow, this is really good. It's really it's, crazy. It's not a show that's still um, on, right? It's like ended. No, they'll put out a season every few years at least that's been the trend okay we didn't even watch season two because we didn't hear good things about it um Uh but eric was like hey i've heard really good things about season three do you Mm. want to start it and it's been 
it's been very good. I think we have one and a half episodes left. We kind of been binging it. So is it more episodic or like each season is its own separate thing? Like each season is its own separate thing. Okay. But I also believe they're theoretically in the same world. Mm-hmm. So I, again, I can't speak to season two, but right. in season three, they're was just a reference to season one okay about so same world that but, happened in season one okay but they, i mean clearly you they can, were solving clearly you can skip seasons if you guys kept up just fine with season three without having yeah, watched season two yeah but i mean just watching matthew mcconaughey chain smoke and talk about time as a flat <gasps> circle in season one i think is worth it so oh, i wonder if my um, sister-in-law has watched the show she is she probably obsessed has. with him did you know she used to have um when she had her lincoln she had a personalized plate on it that said stop real nice like because you know how he says real nice real nice real nice but it sounds more like real nice real nice real nice like that's so so, funny but then she got rid of because it was real the word real and then nas Mm -hmm. but people kept thinking it was like real nasty like short for real nasty like so she was like i just got rid of it because people were not understanding it was like phonetically the way he sounds when he says real nice because it's a Lincoln, Matthew McConaughey. Like, yeah, she's yeah. like, people, it just kept flying over their heads and people kept thinking it was short for real nasty. And so she, <laughs> so it just hangs in her garage now. Like, she got to keep the plate itself, but she That's stopped so paying funny. for it being a vanity plate. <laughs> I hope, really hopefully funny. she doesn't mind me telling that story. She doesn't listen to this podcast and I doubt anyone who knows her <laughs> listens to it. So, yeah, yeah, anyway. in our household. Eric is the one with the the crush on Matthew McConaughey. So, oh, that's funny. (laughs) He loves Matthew McConaughey. (laughs) And the hero in the first book of the series we were just talking about is kind of modeled after him because uh she constantly talks about how his voice sounds like Matthew McConaughey. So, that's your thing. Go read Nico and uh, Cat's book (laughs) in the Bad Habit series. Um, Anyhow, so. Now it's do- now we're done with book corner. Promise, guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, but not really that. Sorry, because we like talking about <laughs> they books. They can skip you guys. it. Well, and here, they can people skip people do ask for our book recommendations. So, I mean, well, there you go. There you go. So those of you who have asked, there are some book recommendations <laughs> for you. Um, okay. So, so anyway, we anyway can, we can get into it. We can start. So I don't know if we've mentioned. I know you and I have talked about this a little bit. Like, between you and me, I don't know how much we've mentioned about it on the podcast, but I think we'll see. These seasons tend to morph into whatever they want to be. We, like, start with an mm-hmm. intention of a certain layout or a way we're going to do things, and then it sort of morphs and turns into whatever it's going to be. Um, yeah. But our, at least right now, our thing is to be a little more, like, I took notes, but to be, like, a little more casual in our chats about the I don't think we need to go through like scene by scene every little thing that happens um yeah kind of almost back to season one status where we're really just hitting the highlights talking about our favorite parts Mm -hmm. um that kind of a thing different aspects um almost maybe even an amalgamation of the two because Mm -hmm. last season we would also kind of do the same thing but we really went you know detail by detail yeah or like at the end how we had kind of followed specific storylines mm-hmm. I almost kind of wonder if yeah if who, who knows what we'll actually end up doing well but, yeah because honestly it depends on the show too like 
I mean, like with right. BK, we did start out just picking out like our favorite moments and kind of jumping around the episode of things that we loved, didn't love, you know, all that kind of stuff. And then it sort of morphed into almost a, not necessarily scene by scene, but more chronological speaking of the episode, um, which yeah. then morphed into what Central Kapama became, where we were right. basically blow by blow. But especially in those early episodes, there was... I think we were just super, super excited, which, I mean, we're very super excited about this, too. Um, but well, I, th- and I think, think we it needed it. Yeah. Yeah. Because of the way the story was being told. Mm-hmm. And then as things continued with the symbolism and everything, it really felt like we needed to touch on every single detail. Right. So depending on how Harry Sen goes story-wise right we may need to do that mm-hmm. or it may be kind of more of a general coverage yeah. yeah yeah so just all that to be said bear with us you guys the way mm-hmm. this episode goes might not be where we're at five episodes from now but like yeah I said, totally. it, it just sort of usually takes on a life of its own and we just kind of go with the flow until we find our our uh niche is that how you say it niche? sure yeah niche? Um, so episode one, Harrier Day Sin. Um, I did write down just a few things. Um mm-hmm. so that hopefully I, I was trying to like commit names to memory and stuff already, so I don't just say like, oh, that dude with the glasses or Turkish Bill Nye. Like um, I know. because I feel bad when I do that. Uh, but it'll take us a few episodes to get used to like everyone. But yeah, there's a lot of characters. So. There are. Um memorization yeah so i basically i did want to look up like the writers of course because you guys know that's huge for us um Mm -hmm. and they are two writers that from my research i don't think have done the they have not written another show together since um Mm. i don't think either of them has written anything really since which is a interesting which is a bummer because people really love this show they love that these these writers got to do it from start to finish, which, again, mm-hmm. you know, is a huge thing for us as well. Um, and and it's funny because before I even looked them up, I was like, it's for sure two women. Like, especially with the way episode one went. And then really oh, when, yeah. we, when we talk about episode two in our next episode, a certain scene there, I was like, oh, this was for sure written by yes. two women. And honestly, one and it's uh, Denise Yeshilgun and Esra... Chelek Yilmazer. I hope I didn't butcher those too badly. Um, Esra is on Twitter. Um, Denise doesn't look like she has a social media presence. Um, but I, yeah, I don't know. Their writing did, it did pull me in. So I have a feeling we're, we're going to enjoy this ride. <laughs> um, and especially yeah. knowing that they, well, I know they got canceled and had to wrap up quickly. I do take comfort in knowing like they got to tell their story uh, from yes. start to finish. So yeah. And then our uh, director is actually who was supposed to be our director for Senchal Kapama and their and their mm. Millar. Um, and then, of course, our two leads, Furkan Anditch, and he's Demir, and then IVK Pusat, Celine. Okay. Is it just me? I, I've literally, I've never watched anything Furkan has been in before. Oh, are you going to talk about voice. his voice? Okay, can we? I like. <laughs> I was I, shocked. Me and, too. and maybe it's just because we were have just been discussing voices and maybe, preference but, of deep voices. Uh-huh. But when he, 
And I don't even think I really realized it in his opening scene because he mm-hmm. just says, you know, welcome Istanbul. Right. And it's like but, a voice over. So uh, I feel like yeah. those aren't quite the same anyways. But the first conversation oh that he gosh. has, I was like, oh, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Listen to this man's voice. I seriously, <laughs> I had to like rewind a few scenes because I was like, I literally did not pay attention to any of the dialogue that was actually said. Like. I need to rewind because this because I was deep like the ocean yes. voice is oh my putting you into a trance. Uh-huh. <laughs> I was like, why did nobody warn? Y'all told us to watch no, the show. Nobody, nobody said warned us nobody. about his voice. Not one So this person. is on everybody. This is on everybody who never said anything about Furkan. <laughs> uh, I'm like, oh man, he his voice would have been a good Josh voice for the hating game. That I'm... Not gonna <laughs> listen, that. listen, we love, <laughs> listen, if you watched the Hating Game movie, we adored it. Me, Ashley, and our friend Mallory watched it together on like a virtual party watch thing. And Austin is just a sweet baby angel. He is adorable. He clearly and loved he getting to play Josh. Great job. But we were just a little sad that maybe his voice mm-hmm. was not as deep as we would have liked. Yeah, not as deep and growly, which you know he can't help that his voice is what it is so we're not holding right. it against him we're but... not saying that maybe he should have gone to voice training or something <laughs> no not at all <laughs> we would never say that um but let me tell you when he opened his mouth in the hating game trailer and i was like oh man i wish his voice was a little deeper but you know he's adorable mm-hmm. he looks the part it was the exact opposite of what i felt when <laughs> Demir opens it, his mouth for the first time. Never, never would I have thought that the <laughs> what is it the 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 tim the timber the the, mm-hmm. the tamb had I I don't I'm sure it's a French word and it's probably correctly timbre or something like that right but of a man's voice never would I have thought that that would be a distinguishing factor for attractiveness. No, not at me. all. Yes, because never. I will say this. And please don't, don't jump all over me, people. Like, Furkan is cute, okay? He's cute. Yes. He kind of has a baby face. Yes. And I think that's, yes. He -hmm. has a bit of a baby face. Yeah. And that's not a bad thing. Baby faces are adorable. Like, I just expected a much more playful voice to come out of his mouth. And so I think that Uh was the other shock factor in it is I was like, oh, like, yeah. This doesn't match my idea of what your voice would sound like for what you look like, but that's not a bad yep. – and not in a bad way at all, clearly, because we're going into, like, probably minute five of talking about his voice. So <laughs> before we've even spoken about the show itself. So anyways, I – listen, I can see why so many of you love him. Okay, so – Yeah, he's he, he's very attractive. Um, mm-hmm. he, but, I, but I definitely am – yeah, he he has like he has baby face vibes. Yeah, to me, he has, he has boyish charm to his looks, mm-hmm. and then nothing with, but like burly manly man comes out of his mouth. <laughs> so it's a good, it's a great contrast. It's the best of both worlds, if you will. Uh-huh. Um, I can see why maybe IBK maybe was a little you know Twitter painted and. Because they're a couple, and as far as I know, they still are a couple. They've always been very, very private. They've never officially, like, confirmed oh, anything. See, I don't think I knew that. Oh, you didn't? No. So, 
No. I don't think I really I don't think I realized it until last about this time last year. Um, okay. And it was just a picture that circulated of them like at a farmer's market together or something. But it was like last December, which is like well over a year after the show ended. Um and like them in the airport together um not long before that like but they've never officially like they haven't like made a honk hair type post where it's like it's official they've admitted anything and honestly i can't blame them like i totally understand wanting to protect what yeah. they've got um <clears throat> excuse me so i guess we i don't know for a fact that they're still together but i i, I see i think they are um and okay yeah i can i can see <laughs> how one might be affected by that and her gorgeous beautiful endless legs <laughs> yeah she, that yeah. girl's got legs for days yes um, she does anyhow so um overall first impressions um what like what was your overall feeling after finishing this episode i enjoyed it i wasn't dying over it if i'm honest uh-huh. um and I think that's really just because you have to establish so much in a first episode. You do. And I feel like even with DZs and the amount of time that they have mm-hmm. in as far as airtime, that it, it can just take a while to really establish things. Mm-hmm. So I felt like it was a good good first episode yes i agree but i really wanted to get to the next one to kind of see okay where is this going Mm -hmm. i kind of want more um which i i guess is really the point of a first episode where you're saying i want more of the story and i want more of these characters Mm -hmm. and that kind of a thing but i (laughs) i loved loved the ending and oh me too the whole time I was like, I I really, I really, really love Celine's character. Oh my gosh. Um, she is already spicy sunshine is like the best way I can think to describe she really her. really is. Because she, she really is. is a ray of sunshine, but she takes mm-hmm. no crap. I mean, the yeah. fact that they, this is another thing where I was like, two women wrote this for sure. Because she very much sticks up for herself. She doesn't just cower away. No. Um. She doesn't back down even when she finds out that, like, he's her boss. Like, mm-hmm. she's like, no, I worked for this. I bought this house. Like, this house is mine. Like, we can settle this in court or we can fi- – or you can buy me out and move out or I'll buy you out and you move out kind of a thing. Um, yeah. And even when she discovers, you know, what she thinks is – a well, he is a strange man in her house, you know, their first meet-in, uh, run-in, and they actually show – her kneeing him in the nuts. Like, it's yeah. not just implied. Like, you see it happen. Uh, yeah. I was shocked because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, like, how very progressive. Like, or even when, like, when the Tezes are making jokes about, like, well, you just went and got a boob job. Like, kind of I a thing. Where I was like, holy cow. Like, dang. There were is... a few things that <laughs> I was like, oh, hello. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> what were other ones? Those are the two that just pop out in my head, but... Um, well, now I have to make sure I'm not talking about the next episode. Um, I know. Yeah, we're double, full disclosure today, guys, we're double recording today because we are wanting to make sure we have episodes stacked and ready for you before we even start the season. It's not even Christmas yet, but you won't be hearing this until, um, the 10th of January, so. Because, sorry, hang on. No, it's okay. Um, 
I'm like, which episode was this in? I know. <laughs> Crap. Well, well, the nice thing is because most people have already seen this, it's not going to be like crazy spoilery if we happen to mention things that happen in a different right, episode. But, but still. Yeah. Um. Well, while you're finding that, like I... Oh, it's the next episode. Oh, is so it? Okay. Let's okay. talk about it. Okay. Okay. Well, don't forget to bring it up when we record that, though. I won't. I won't. Um, I won't. So I just, at the end of the, I, I felt like you where I was, I felt way more after the second episode, like I actually started like the first 10 minutes of the third episode just to see I how know, that I'm, I'm like really excited out. about the uh-huh. third episode. Yeah. And so yeah. I definitely felt more like, okay, I want to watch the next episode uh, at the end of the second episode versus this the end of this episode was like you said where it's like I want to watch the next one because I still need more info not because mm-hmm. I was like chomping at the bit um but I was definitely chomping by the end of episode two so yeah. um but I after just watching this episode my overall feeling was like okay this is something that's that feels like it's very progressive for mm-hmm. by Turkish standards anyways I should say yes. Um, yeah, by yeah. Turkish DZ standards, not by American TV ones. It's probably still very mild and super conservative. Um, but that felt refreshing. Um, even just the fact that she's like a homeowner. Like, she's not yeah. living with her mom and dad. Um, you know, she's – and it, what's funny is, um, I mean, that's how uh, – kind of how uh, Ezgi was for Bayan Like, she lived on her own in the city, her parents. Yes. And I feel like where um, – Celine's mom lives is the same set where Ezgi's mom and stepdad lived. You know, it looked like it. It looked super it, similar, it, huh? Mm-hmm. So, I well, mean, I know Harry already said was the, first, but. Well, and then the fact that their office is where Yeet's office was. Yes! Did you catch that? I did. I wrote I wrote somewhere in my notes, like, oh, they're at Yidiot's. Yeah, I wrote, works yeah. at Yidiot's Publishing Company. <laughs> ha, ha, ha. Um, yeah. So obviously I was like, oh, geez, this is weird to see this in a different context. Uh-huh. But we know that happens all the time with DC. Right. So. Absolutely. So, um, but yeah, I like that she is a homeowner, not just like someone who's renting. I mean, not there's, mm-hmm. not, there's nothing wrong with renting. Don't get me wrong. But you just don't see no, it much in... And Deezy's, they either are renting a place mm-hmm. that they, like, live with other people, um, usually another family member, though, even if they're not living with mom and dad. Like, they're usually, like, you know, living with, like, an aunt or uncle or someone in, you know, right. the city wherever they're living. So the fact that she's, like, a young 20-something in uh, independently living, owning a house, like, making it her yeah. own. And working at her career, doing well in her career. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I love that already. I love that, like, we've, like, we established, too, like, her two friends. They're in the same boat. Like, they've got their careers. I love that they're all in different areas of their love life. Like, um, her one friend, uh, Merve. Uh And, I mean, it's a little rocky right now. Wait, does that happen in this episode? With her and Bora. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, okay. because he because Demir comes in and okay, he declares that's right. the no love rule. With that, with that, just it looks like a toilet lid, like up on the guy's head with a heart coming out of it. Yeah. Um, so I love that. Yeah, they got engaged, but then like now there's trouble in paradise. Um, mm-hmm. But clearly, there's an established relationship there. Um, Ida 
is like making googly eyes with Ebo the veterinarian and who would not make googly eyes at a cute curly haired veterinarian who rides a motorcycle Um, he he got the first bay block of the series he did you're i totally wrote that down too i was like bay block number one i was Uh, like wow Ebo gets the first bay block okay i guess uh he's gonna be something in this universe of her yard (laughs) yeah and he seems like he seems like he's kind of her jj like a not to compare, mm-hmm. but like, um, you know, like, I and I hope it stays that way. Where it's like there was never this like yeah. weird JJ secretly loved Sonem and like you know they were always just right. They had a really well established uh, friendship, so I'm hoping that's the case here. It seems to be that's what the case is. I haven't really seen any longing looks from him. No, um, no. So it seems in, more friendship, brother and sister. Yeah. Well, just the fact that he has that. A- cute little swoopy DZ uh classic DZ she slips to fall and he like catches Ida and they like share a moment looking at each other um so yeah I kind of feel like that was establishing that they're gonna be a side couple yes Um, yeah they're all each kind of paired off at the at the moment already yeah um and you know Demir is is interesting Mm -hmm. because I I will expect certain things from him and I kind of have enjoyed that I can't really nail him down yet. Mm-hmm. He He's not a Agreed. character where I'm like, oh, oh, he's such a Sercon. Like, oh, he's he's such a starch, you know, stuffed shirt, mm-hmm. starchy uh, robot, which is funny because she calls him a robot. Yes. I, I was just going to say she actually calls him a robot in this. Yeah. Um, which, again, I know this series existed first, so. Right. But right. It, it, it still made me laugh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, and like he. A Japanese he robot at that. Is, <laughs> yes. He clearly is very rigid and mm-hmm. he has high standards and he has a good work ethic and he expects certain things but then he'll do things and he'll totally surprise me mm-hmm. and I really enjoyed that me like too. how he he kicks her out of the car <laughs> that then... I was like wait what <laughs> like like he literally just pulled over and is like get out (laughs) well and how much do you want to bet that he has had his little heart broken really badly oh he clearly has the no love rule and how like no love rule working hard is what heals you like burying mm -hmm. yourself in work like Mm -hmm. and just not that this has to do with a relationship relationship but we already get established in here that he clearly has baggage where his mom and dad are concerned oh very much so clearly i'm assuming mom is dead like right that's my assumption too where whatever led to that also means a rift with him and dad Mm -hmm. um it's clear to me this was obviously his childhood house but he has not revealed that yet um, right to celine um and so like yeah you see the, the the you see like his soft underbelly right away which is not typical right um but he hides it very well. like we're seeing it and Celine gets a few glimpses of it more in next episode than anything else but yeah. um uh, yeah so you're like yeah you you can't pin him down but not right. in a bad not in a bad or frustrating way um 
Well, and I like that we're seeing his motivation to get that house right away. Yes. And it's really establishing that he's not just a big jerk, mm-hmm. even no matter how he's acting towards mm-hmm. to, towards Celine and no matter how stubborn they both are being towards each other. Yes. We're really getting to see inside of his head really early on. Yeah. And I mean, when he kicks her out of the car, she had just said, I think I even took a screenshot. She Did you? She had just said something to the effect of... Um, yeah, let me let me find it because they're they're dry, <laughs> they're driving. <laughs> um, oh, where is it? It's like super early. Oh yeah, because it's after the whole party thing, and they're driving to work the next day. Mm-hmm. After Wait, which, they, which party? So it's it's the the Operation Cheetah party that they all oh, had in the office, and they're like all hung, they're like all hung over the next day. Yeah. Uh-huh. So the next day, Demir is driving Celine to the office and Barack calls her mm-hmm. um, and she's he's saying he'll come pick her up because he feels right. bad. He didn't know how she got home. Mm-hmm. And she's like, no, you don't have to come get me. I already got a cab. And uh, sorry, I made you so anxious. And Demir mm-hmm. is seeing a little bit of green here. Mm-hmm. And he, he says, is Barack Bay so interested in everyone? And she's like, what is that supposed to mean? (laughs) He's like, well, he's so worried. And she's like, well, he knew, uh, he knew he was coming home last night. And anyway, they're, they're talking about that. And Celine starts to defend Mm -hmm. Merve and Bora. Mm -hmm. And she's like, you're looking for new victims of the love ban. Yeah. Like the rule is clear, Celine. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, either you or him, uh, talking about if it were between her and Barack. Right. They were a couple. He's like, and in that case, I'd rather have him. <laughs> and she goes, oh, I see. I see you have problems with women. And that's when he kicks her out of the car. But, like, that's only proving her point in that moment. Like... <laughs> it is. It totally is. Oh, my god! But I'm like, she she hit a nerve she when she said button. that. Mm-hmm. Yes. So we're already getting big, big signals about him and his motivation and his personality. And he is very rigid, but at Mm -hmm. the same time, he'll be more kind of calm and go with the flow. Like, like when he basically scolds that Yildirim guy. Oh, uh, yeah. Was it? That was okay. The waiter, and he's like, it's yeah. a lot easier to train your employees how to be than to constantly have to hire new ones that you're just going to wind up firing when they make a mistake. Yep. And it was really cool because Yildirim Bay was like, you know, basically saying like, I'm a man in power, and so people don't usually contradict me. And he's like, it's refreshing that someone is like willing to. Like, mm-hmm. so, you know, it's. Yeah, which is then, of course, what leads to them winding up getting that job. Um, Mm -hmm. And even when, because this is also when uh, Celine explains her whole dream concept, right? This is that same meeting? Yes. Yeah. So when she's like, you know, because she's she's an interior designer. um, Because it's not, I get this, I get the feeling this is not an architecture firm the way art life is. This is more interior design. Mm -hmm. Um, Seems like it. Yeah, whereas I know Art Life was both technically, but uh, more architecture. This one seems like it's more just the interior design and interior mm-hmm. architecture. So she is an interior designer, um, 
And so she's laying out what she thinks the room should be like. And I love what she says about, you know, basically like, well, um, you know, when people go on vacation, they're like getting away from home. So like, why would Mm -hmm. they want to go somewhere that's just like their home? So you want it to be a dream. You want it to be an escape. And so that's what these rooms should feel like. They should all have a different theme of something dreamy and whimsical, like an ocean or a forest or, you know, all the stuff that she names off. And, Mm -hmm. you know, Demir is basically like, yeah, if that's well executed, like that's a really good idea. And even winds up asking her, like, where did you come up with the inspiration for that? Like, Mm -hmm. so even though he, she drives him nuts, even though he wants her out of, you know, quote, his house, which by the way, so that basically was two sisters who owned (laughs) half of this house because their dad left it to them, right? Yes. And they each somehow totally sold their... an impossible thing <laughs> that actually happened in real life. Absolutely, because they're talking but about I like selling their <laughs> yeah, talking about selling their shares of the house, and I'm like, uh-huh. what? Is, what is it with DZs and shares? Like, I know, I know. Everybody's got <laughs> shares. So basically, they each sold the house to someone, thinking that the other sister hadn't, so it wouldn't really matter. But they right. each wound up selling half of the house. And so that's how they wind up both, quote, owning it. Um, and now they're basically – and, you know, the the lawyer, police officer, chief, dude, whoever basically winds up yeah. saying, like, well, you can take this to court. It'll probably be – you'll be tied up for years in court. It's probably going to be, like, three years. Um, which, I mean – it's all perfectly legal. <laughs> right. But, I mean, hey, him saying something's going to be tied up in legal litigation for three years felt very realistic, at least that's to the true. American court system. Um, that's true. So, you know, basically saying, like, what you guys can do is either be roommates and figure it out or one of you can buy the other out. Of course, neither one of them is interested in either one of those options. Right. Um, Right. And so, you know, that's what led us to them being in the same house, which, okay, to to defend our our boy Demir here and as far as uh, women go, didn't you love this woman? knees him in the groin first of all when he like grabbed Uh because of course he's like what the heck there's a stranger in my house too so when she comes out of the bathroom and he grabs her like what the heck are you mouse and like he does this like wrist grabbing thing and like pushes him up against the wall Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. don't there's a gif Uh on twitter and it just plays that (laughs) specific thing over and over again um and I'm not interested in that at all. Oh, no. <laughs> no. We're very chaste on this podcast. Um, <laughs> so there's that whole thing. Well, and he's covering her mouth and he's like, if I let go, are you going to scream? And she's like, she shakes her head yes. And he's like, well, at least yeah. you're honest. And he's like, listen, we're going to talk about like whatever he says to her. He's like, we're going to talk about this. We're going to this. Well, she that's when she knees him in the groin, which I already mentioned mm-hmm. because I was, like, shocked that we actually got to see that happen. Um, yeah. And even that, even with this dude, like, his voice probably had to go up a few octaves. He realizes when he turned around and pulled away, her robe came off. And he mm-hmm. stays turned around and is like, listen, here, take this. Like, holds it out behind him. Like, put this mm-hmm. on. I'm not turning around because I respect you. And I'm like... You respect this 
stranger who's squatting in your house as far as you're concerned who right. just needs you in the groin just and assaulted you yes and you <laughs> and you still are wanting to protect her dignity by being like here's your robe put it on i'm not gonna look at you like i don't yep. know that just endeared him to me like mm-hmm. well and then later on when she almost kills him by giving him regular milk instead of his <laughs> almond milk <laughs> And he starts having going into anaphylactic okay. shock. Do they not have EpiPens in Turkey? I don't know. Because... <laughs> Apparently not. And everybody has a life-threatening allergy, and there are no EpiPens to be had anywhere. There's no EpiPens. If he, if, and something like milk, something <laughs> like milk and cheese would could be a be reaction. Literally anything. But that would have and a reaction like right away, not after you drank the whole 12 ounce cup of coffee. And it's gurgling in his stomach <laughs> for a while and then suddenly as he explains that he has an allergy and he wasn't just being a snob. Oh yeah, he wasn't he goes, just being prissy. Right. Oh right. my gosh. No, here. She she almost kills him and he ends up in the hospital and he still is like well, you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, but listen, <laughs> that is on him because when he was ordering it, he shouldn't have just said, don't forget about the almond milk. He should have said, "Be like, listen. I'm deathly you, allergic. Yes. Like, <laughs> you ever you see a show called Arkenjikush? <laughs> Or <laughs> Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, like, that just cracked me up because – I mean, obviously, we know why it went that way so that the whole right. scene could play out and happen. Of so, of course, we excuse it. We just have to make fun of it in the podcast. But we ate it up. Don't get us wrong. Oh, um, yeah. And, you know, and I love that she's like, she. they clearly were there for a long time, but not long enough that the workday is over, but long enough that she fell asleep next mm-hmm. to him. That's the thing. In DZ Land, the workday uh-huh. is the workday either lasts nebulous. the workday either no... lasts the like the workday <laughs> either feels like it lasts three days or it's like a blip and then all of a sudden nobody's working people are like yeah anyways it's it's um, just a it's just a nebulous concept yes in, yes in DZs. it doesn't really matter <laughs> so yeah but she's like even the doctor's like your girlfriend seemed like she had a worse reaction than you did like she was so like she was worried she was this she was frantic Mm -hmm. like and i mean she's even what's funny too is he's awake this whole time her hand is on his and he does not he's not the one to yank his hand out from underneath hers it's her when she wakes up and she's like oh crap i have my hand on his uh just lets her yes Mm -hmm. so Yeah. yeah he's he's a he's an anomaly right now um mm-hmm. well even even the final scene he she breaks the freaking door by i was let it. me tell you how here for that i was <laughs> i was like oh my gosh sis is snapping like she's basically <laughs> i cannot explain how much i loved that she was like well you left me no choice basically yeah like, you i asked for this yeah because it is still legally she... her house that yeah. she's being yeah. locked out of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And not only did she break the, the door, she's like, li- you're going to listen to me right now. She has, <laughs> I, I called them her riot, her riot act moments. She has so many of oh those in gosh. this episode and the next one. But yeah. like she reads him the riot act so many times. And every mm-hmm. time I want to stand up and like clap and cheer afterwards. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. 
Yeah, so good. But even then, after after she smashed the freaking door <laughs> and she's yelling telling him off telling him all the things that he screwed up with and that Uh she's not going to stand for he still is like please don't hurt yourself by stepping on that glass i'm gonna save you from yourself and sweep you into my arms and the deezy swoop (laughs) it is it's a it's a requirement in every deezy um Mm -hmm. And, yeah, that happening that way where it's like, yeah, she's about to step on that huge chunk of suit. You know, she's walking through all those little pieces. And then yeah. there's obviously this huge, scary piece that's like, you know. And yeah. God forbid he just kick it out of the way. No, no. Like, no. No. Where is the fun in that? He can't do that. <laughs> he has to physically <laughs> remove her from, yes. from the danger. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> so, yes, I thought it was a – that was a great, great closing scene. Oh my um, gosh. I, yeah, so good. Um, so what else have we got? So he, he is the new, like, essentially like CEO, I'm guessing, like of this company. Yeah. And, you know, I actually appreciate that the dad whose name I can't think of now, but Barack's dad who owns the company where it was just mm-hmm. kind of everyone assumed and it was a given that Barack would be handed the company mm-hmm. um and it seems like he from his colleagues too like they think he deserves it like that he he wasn't like an emray where you right. know he's just like this he doesn't at least right now seem like this like spoiled right brat who's just jealous that big brother is doing it instead you know like you it sounds like barack's really worked for it Although, as we see later in the episode, mm-hmm. he's clearly also messed up. Um, yes. He's made some mistakes in the name of helping the company. Um, and that's going to come back to bite him uh, mm-hmm. in the butt. But d- dad basically is like, yeah, no nepotism here. Like, <laughs> and right. decides to bring in someone from the outside. But not fully from the outside because he's a 20% shareholder. Um, from what I understand. Yeah. He, yeah. But I wasn't sure. I wasn't sure about the connection. Mm-hmm. If he got twenty percent because he got the job, or oh, I see. if he had twenty percent and that kind of gave him an in to yeah. get the position. Okay. I, I just wasn't sure. Mm-hmm. It, the subs weren't very clear to me. On that. Yeah, it could go either way. You're right. Um, but either way, basically, he's got a reputation that precedes him, um, and. Also, his best friend, Vedat. Uh-huh. It's funny because he's like A florist. Yeah. But he's like this bad dude in one of Karem's disease that I've seen. Oh, how funny. um, Who winds up trying to redeem himself. Yeah. florist. Yes. But he's like, yes, this super sweet plant dude. Which, again, I love that it's a man who, like, runs this greenhouse. Like, it's – because, you know, Mm -hmm. typically when you think of a florist or you think of – a nursery or things like that Mm -hmm. like you kind of just automatically assign a woman to that job or career um and i so yeah i love love that his best friend is a dude who is just all about the plants um and so far that's the only place we really see him like minus them grabbing drinks here and there like we always just see him at his at his greenhouse Mm -hmm. so i adore that um but even Vidat is like, this is like not a typical move for you. Like it's a, it's like a flailing company. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to swoop in and do this? Like, um, 
And he clearly has a plan because we don't really fully know what it is yet. But because he tells, um, again, Barack's dad, whose name I'll, I'll remember in a couple episodes, I'm sure. Um, he's like, listen, this is my thing. I want you to give me a year where you're not questioning my choices. You're not interceding mm-hmm. to, like, stop what I'm doing. Like, because, you know, you basically have nothing to lose. Your company's already headed for bankrupt. So either it heads there quicker right. or it heads there in a year if I don't if I don't do my job well. So either way, mm-hmm. like, do we have an agreement? And so they agree, like, he's going to get run-of-the-mill for a year. Um, yeah without resistance at least from dad um so clearly he's got a plan i'm not really sure what that is yet um but i'm interested i am also interested because barack see and i am having such a hard maybe it's just because i love osman so much i'm having a really hard time seeing ali in this like weird because he's not a full-on villain at least not yet But he's clearly headed in some bad decision territory. Um, Right. But bad decisions don't make you a villain. So I'm not marking him as a villain. But, like, he's already making some poor choices. So he's clearly headed in a not great spot. Mm. And it's hard. I don't know if it's just Ali because he's just so sweet. Like, I'm having a hard time reconciling this character to him. Like, yeah. Like, he would have been a really great um, (laughs) – He would have been a really great, what is his name? The fiance, well, they broke up, kind of. But. Bora? Yeah, I could have seen him as Bora. Like. Yeah, well. Yeah. I'm I'm having a hard time with that as well. But not necessarily seeing him as Barack. Mm -hmm. I think I'm just having a hard time nailing down Barack as a character. Mm. Because I think Ali is doing a great job. But I'm probably a little more inclined to give him the benefit of the doubt <laughs> because he's being played by Ali. Because you adore and him. Be- <laughs> and I'm kind of like, well, he. I can understand why he would mm-hmm. make these bad decisions. Oh, sure. And absolutely. he would be upset at this new boss. And for all intents and purposes, he hasn't done anything terrible so far. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, I... I can see, I don't know, part of me, this is going to sound crazy, Mm -hmm. but part of me almost wants him to become a villain. Mm -hmm. Part of me almost wants him to go full-blown bad Mm -hmm. boy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But again, this is not surprising to me, though. Wanting wanting to see Ali as Mm -hmm. the the bad guy because I've seen him as a cinnamon roll and I love him as that. And it would be nice to see him as a bad guy, too. Mm-hmm. So right now, he's all wavering in, in between. And he's very morally gray, which right. I like. Mm-hmm. So I'm yeah. just interested to see where they go with his character in particular. Yeah. And, okay, I know the girls are convinced that, like, Celine has feelings for him. Because they said yeah. several times, like, maybe she'll finally, like share her feelings do you think he's got mm-hmm. googly eyes for her you know during the first episode i definitely thought that yeah i definitely thought that he because he does seem a little more preoccupied with her mm-hmm. than other people right but he's also preoccupied with his situation so mm-hmm. it's hard to tell yeah yeah it's it's not clear to me yet 
Yeah, personally. same. Okay. Because there's a few times where I'm like, okay, I think he does. But then I'm like, does he? Is that going to be a thing? I know. Um, I know. It's hard to tell. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm a little up in the air on that. Um, I... What else? What else? Um, I'm just looking at my random little chicken scratch notes here. Um, I know. I know at one point too. Oh, they, and I'm pretty sure it's this. I'm pretty sure it's this episode. Um, We kind of get the idea that Barack like got the company out of trouble, but maybe not in the most um straight laced of ways mm-hmm. um does he meet yeah. with that lady that doesn't happen until next episode right that's next episode yeah okay um so, so right we'll now leave that it's for just that, but... him and uh feru feru i keep calling i kept freaking him out Tur- turkish bill nye <laughs> like the bow ties and i could not remember his name um Federal. So the first episode, it's really just them freaking out. They're meeting and talking about these people. Well, and they did get photographs. The, okay, the photos did come this episode. Okay. Yeah. So, so I'm assuming that's some sort of blackmail. Mm-hmm. Like whoever they're in the photos with is not good. Which right, then is, right. conf- yeah, which does wind up getting confirmed. But yeah, this episode. Um, so yeah, that's where I was kind of like, okay i don't but i don't think he's fully bad i really do think it was in the interest of helping the company right like it just wasn't in, a good idea yeah good <laughs> intentions good bad idea yeah right um right. so yeah and then can we also talk about when she <laughs> when she gets up because they come up with this whole <gasps> yes project cheetah okay uh-huh thanks and to yes thanks to ebo and basically it's about like hunting him and chasing him out of the company which will then therefore chase him out of her house and just get rid right. of him so they're right. basically the like how thing is they have to be a unified t- front right they have to work as a team as a pack to do this right so yes because they're all a bunch of um they're all a bunch of prey and they're basically trying to turn those tables to where they're all the predators and he's the prey so yes. but that only works yeah in a pack because a cheetah otherwise is not going to be like afraid so they're coming up with all these hairbrained things like at one point i think the girls are like basically like start wearing gross perfume like cook terrible stuff like all this stuff to basically like drive him away mm-hmm. um to celine which they more or less start to execute next episode but the the mention of it comes up this episode of them like having that idea um they also come up with an idea um to wait is it this episode this is this is the problem with watching two episodes in a row um uh-huh the whole client thing is next episode right when they're like let's give him yes okay okay so yeah they're just coming up with ideas. Basically, this party was just for them to be all in agreement about it. Like, we're all going to be a united front about this, right? Mm-hmm. They're drinking. They're throwing darts at his face. Yeah. Um, Celine gives a rousing speech that they're yes. all going to chase him out. Yeah. <laughs> they yes. won't live under this tyranny. <laughs> <laughs> so good. So they're all drunk. And so yeah. she <laughs> makes her way home. Uh-huh. And the rest of them all fall asleep there. So when she gets home, she's just, like, stumbling up the stairs, all this stuff. And in the meantime, Demir has 
completely redesigned the bedroom to his liking because he just came home from in Japan. In one night. So, what talent to do that in one night. I mean, listen, he, he paid people to do it. Mm-hmm. So, And Art Life can like restructure a whole building in like three days. So, um, <laughs> <That's true. laughs> I mean, the roof eventually caves in on it at the party where you're celebrating right. it. But hey, um, so... <laughs> And, you know, I love it as, like, because he got, he got back from Japan and he's, like, clearly into, like, he's cooking Japanese food and eating with chopsticks and, like, doing Japanese morning exercises and, like, uh, so. Dude, it looked like he was doing Tai Chi and I'm, like, Tai Chi is not even Japanese. But all I, but all I kept thinking when he was doing that was Kirk from Gilmore Girls when he's doing it in the town square. <laughs> Listen, though, boyfriend sports some gray sweatpants a few times. In these episodes. Uh, yeah. Gray sweatpants yes. alert. Um, so anyways, I just had to make sure we mentioned that because it's worth yeah, mentioning. He's clearly into Japanese culture now. Yes. <laughs> so like he redoes the bedroom. Now when she stumbles in the door, she just crawls into bed and she's out of it, yes. obviously. And he but had to take a sleeping pill because he... The goat... Because of the go and his, he stubbed his toe, so yeah. he fell out of the cupboard in the bathroom. The, and the phone charger, she like leaves her yes. phone chargers plugged in everywhere. So, yeah. um, she crawls into bed, and I was not expect. I knew this was gonna be like a theme at some point. I did not realize it's gonna be like woven in all the way from the beginning. So I want mm-hmm. to read like the not the Disney, but like I want to read like the real story of Peter Pan and Wendy, because clearly. You know, we're symbolism whores here. So, and clearly this is a big piece that's going to be symbolic in their story. So she's like, I love the way they say Peter too. I love the way they say it with their accents. Peter. Uh And she's like, Peter, you're like, she basically is like, you're here. You came like, so it, it's interesting because I'm like, okay, where are we going with that? Is this like, mm-hmm. did she have like some, did she have an imaginary friend of Peter Pan growing up? Like, mm-hmm. what, what is that about? I'm very curious. Um, well, I do, I do already see allusions to her as Wendy because mm-hmm. of her kind of childlike um enthusiasm mm-hmm. and her affinity for things that are maybe more magical or mystical the, like the whole idea and of dreamy dream themes for the rooms okay yes exactly and wendy really loved things like that mm-hmm. um and so i can already see those illusions because she she's as she kind of snuggles him she says, let's go to Neverland. Mm. I mean, they call it the subset. <laughs> let's go to, let's go to non-existent country. <laughs> oh my gosh, I missed that. Like, I, I, like, I think like, she means Neverland. You're right. I just was like, a non-existent country. You're 100% right. I did not yeah. make that click. Bravo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> non-existent country yes for <laughs> sure is neverland you're right yeah yeah oh my gosh i just chalked that up to really bad translations because it you know, must be um, the, the exact translation mm-hmm. or something of how it's said yeah. in turkish right that must be what they're literally saying yeah by saying neverland yeah <laughs> that's amazing but um, oh my god i mean the the real the real book of peter pan is not that long so mm-hmm. you could you could speed through it. Yeah, easily. that's the thing. Like I'm gonna read it before, so I'll probably have it read before we record episode three, just because I I want to like 
just like with yeah. the little prints like i want to find the specific themes and things to see if they jump out um, yeah and it it is different than mm-hmm. the disney version the disney, and from yeah. other versions i would say the closest it was is probably the one that came out when we were kids mm-hmm. with um it was the live action one which mm-hmm. i love i love that live action peter pan it's funny because I don't know that I really – I think you had mentioned that there are allusions to Peter mm-hmm. Pan um, and kind of some symbolism of that. But I like I love Peter – I mean, you know that I love yes, Peter Yes, I Pan, do. And it's always been something that I've loved. I had a Peter Pan hat. Yes. Um, you were a Peter Pan for Halloween at work one year. Yes, I was. Ashley made her um, own costume basically from head I to toe. Did. Well, and that's when my hair was short too. Mm-hmm. So – it was it, bl- it was it dark or was it bleached too like when you had it that kind of like oh you pulled it I off think... very well we're gonna have to find you we're gonna have to find a picture we're gonna have to dig up a picture i'm sure i've got one somewhere um i think at that point my hair was still dark natural dark natural one mm-hmm. um yeah it's funny because like you yeah you've you've kind of lucked out because the little prince has been something you've loved for years and years and years i know long before and... central kapama Peter Pan, yeah. even probably longer than that. Mm-hmm. And now there's Peter Pan themes in this show. So that's that's pretty cool. I know. Um, so, yeah. Um, I want to, I want to say, I want to see if there's anything else like big we missed. Um, I mean, obviously we've talked I know, about I the things that have jumped out at us. But, um, I mean, okay. Yeah, this like her pets <clears throat> excuse me yes i do love that like that she has uh-huh. the most random pets i mean we get the opening scene where she's like and it's funny because at first i thought her fish's name was ebo because she's like ebo and she's like oh yeah um driving to the vet but the goldfish is chi chi um and i think that's adorable and mm-hmm. then she's got her goat whose name and i'm gonna thank yesenia for this because um the goat's name i got uh suckers uh-huh i would have never because the, the the subs never actually spell out the turtle's name and i was trying to like hear it like just turn the volume up and listen mm. to it and i was like there's no way i ever would have gotten this so i like messaged yesenia one of harrier day sen's biggest biggest fans who has been asking us since the creation of this podcast basically to cover harrier day sen um and so I messaged her and I was like, okay, I need your help, please. Uh, what are the pets' names? Because, and so, because we've got the goldfish, Chi-Chi. We've got the mm-hmm. goat named Suckas, The Mahale dog, who is uh, Katamook. And her turtle, which is named Mo- Mosio Tosba. Like wow. B-A-Umoshuke. Like, okay. So it's like toast ba like so i okay. i never would have my ear would have never picked that up um Me either so that's her turtle so i love that yeah she's got these like she's just kind of eccentric um yeah but and she's you know she's a contrast too because yeah she's this eccentric kind of like free and happy but i mean she's got like a nine to five solid job you know what i mean like yeah. she's both like and i love that um so uh, yeah, I love the pets. I look forward to seeing more how they play into all of this um, mm-hmm. because they're adorable. Other than that, like I think we've, I think we've covered all that. She's read him the Riot Act a few times. 
I mean, like, I love, you know, there was a funny, where was it? When um, he's talking to his best friend and he's talking about how much, you know, this girl annoys him, you know, all this stuff. And he's like, he basically is saying along the lines, like, well, you do catch more flies with honey than you would vinegar. So, mm-hmm. you know, maybe bring her flowers. Like, here, bring her. And he, like, actually puts together, like, I think an orchid or something for her. Like, he he puts together, like, a thing. to, And he's like, bring this home and give this to her. You know, to, maybe it'll kind of soften things. And Demir's like, do you have a cactus instead? Like, <laughs> I remember that sticking out to me because it was just a funny little, you know, uh, jab. Um, well, and they already are both kind of getting it from their friends yes. to kind of say, well, what about you? Because mm-hmm. she's talking to the girls and they're saying the only way to make him stop his no love rule is for him to fall in love with somebody. And the girls are kind of looking at her because she's just complaining about him, calling yeah. him a robot. It's and the baker like, well, dude guy, right? Like, mm-hmm. okay, first I, of all. Oh, that's his name. Okay, I I could, did not catch his name at all, so I kept writing down Baker. First of all, I want a cafe called Happy Pie near right? me, please. Like, <laughs> I want to go get Happy Pies every day. Um, I know, now, so cute. Are they just like clearly they're friends because they go there a lot? It's like their regular place, but like they also I noticed they like help with stuff. Like, I I was trying to figure this out because. I'm like, are they just friends or is he the brother of one of the girls like oh. um, Ida? Because mm-hmm. Ida says something about Demir being really handsome mm-hmm. and Uzai is kind of like, hey, like almost like watch yourself, watch your mouth. And she's kind of like, oh, whatever, sorry. So oh. I'm like, okay, are, is are they are they siblings? Yeah. Is that the connection here? Have they just known each other forever from childhood? Uh-huh. And they all went to school together or something? Okay. I, the connection wasn't clear to me. Right. Okay. Huh. Yeah. Because, like, mm-hmm. I see them, like, setting up flowers for the tables and stuff. And I thought, like, they were having, like, a company party there. But then, like, that's not what happens. They go to the right. hotel owner's house. Like, uh-huh. So I was like, wait a minute. What is – are they just kind of helping him out because, like, he's their neighborhood friend, like, kind of a thing? Right. Um, so I wasn't uh-huh. – that wasn't super clear to me. I'm sure I'm sure it'll become clear. But, um, yeah. So I – yeah, overall, like I said, I feel like we got a, a pretty good taste of most of who everyone is minus Barack. You're right. His He still needs to be fleshed out a little more. Um, mm-hmm. and, um, Demir, it's not that Demir needs to be fleshed out more. He's a good kind of, like, confusing, confusing right now. Um. Yeah. Yeah. He's just not sticking to one character archetype at the moment. Which yeah. Which is not bad. Yeah. Um, and then the Tezes, they're just random Mahalik Tezes who are sisters, right? Like, I didn't get the, get the idea that they were, like, otherwise connected was, to anybody um no that was just my assumption. one is really obsessed with like plastic surgery and staying looking young forever mm-hmm. and um they've both basically spent their money on their interests and things and so they're yeah. more just freaking out that nothing goes wrong with this because if they wind up having to somehow give that money back they don't have all of it um um now i didn't look very closely but mm-hmm. did did the exterior shot of their house look to you a little bit like the house that serkan yes buys, buys ada because and especially because yeah. it's on the water like 
Yeah. It does. It does look a lot like it. The, um, the structure of it and then – and only the exteriors. The interior mm-hmm. obviously was, was not the same or at least the yeah. portion that they are shooting in is not the same if it right. is the same house. Right. But the when they showed the front of the mm-hmm. house, I was like, whoa, this looks like – the house that Sarah Khan bought for her. It does. And it honestly, it very well could be. Um, and somebody out there probably knows. So yeah. Um, hit us up if you have that info. Just we like that. We like that kind of trivia. Um, mm-hmm. So anyhow, overall, a, a, a strong first episode. Uh, one that did, like I said, make me want to go into episode two to get more information. Um, yeah. Episode two felt like a stronger episode for me, but I mean, I feel like that's true probably just of a lot of shows because you have the foundation of episode one. Yep. When you're building onto that. So, yeah. Anyhow, um, yeah. I can definitely see why people were like, you guys need to cover Harrier Day Sin. So, um, thank you. We're already getting some really good tropey goodness. Yes. So, so thank you all for your tenacity, for your insistence. Mm -hmm. Uh, It helped. It really made us picking a DZ for season three, like, super easy. Um, Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I think think that's a good place to stop then. Um, Yeah. I feel like we covered everything. Well, and the nice thing is... um, if there's anything we forgot that pops up, we're recording episode two in five minutes. So <laughs> we can bring it up there. Um, but yeah, so thank you guys so much for tuning in. Thank you for being so patient over the course of our very long hiatus. Um, and, but yeah, I know we've, we've already explained this in like our little check-in episodes and stuff. It was, it was necessary. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, and it's made diving back into a new to us show um something for us to look forward to and be excited about so um yeah so thank you guys thank you Uh, there were a few people on twitter who reached out to say like i've never watched terrier december before but then when you said you were covering it like i watched the whole thing in like two weeks so that i could like listen to your podcast when it comes out yes like and then there's wow. others who are like, I'm going to rewatch it with you guys like week by week. Like I've been Aww. wanting to be able to rewatch. So um, just thank you guys. We just love yeah. and appreciate you all so much. There's um, another another lady out there and I love it because we'll she's working her way through um, EK again. She's already watched it, but this time she's doing it as she listens to our podcast because she mm. discovered us recently. So that's been really fun because um, she just she'll just reach out and give us little like her takes on things or just like something she liked about an episode and then there's another girl and i'm sorry all your handles are slipping my mind right now and i didn't take screenshots but um who she only found central kapama like a few months ago and then she just discovered our podcast so now she's like reliving central kapama and she's just like blowing through our central kapama episodes nice um, and was like i don't know how i haven't tweeted this before but i i love the dizzy for dizzy podcast and i was like oh my gosh you guys are all (laughs) Like, uh, I just feel so loved. So, because that's all just been in the course of the last couple days. So, um, that's really sweet. Yeah. So, anyhow, um, you guys at this point probably know where to find us if you've been around a while, but everything will be in the episode mm-hmm. notes where you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, email us, our merch store. Um, we've got DZ inspired merch um, in our Zazzle store, which does ship internationally. Um, and yeah so other than that we will be back for you next week with uh volume two so until next time good issues post to call